Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Grace and peace uh, from our God and Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I may have shared uh, some details of this story before, but uh, it's Christmas Eve and I've been doing a lot of work this week, so cut me some slack on some repeats, huh? <laughs> um, in college, as I've shared before, I uh, studied, had the privilege of studying abroad for a semester in South Africa and Namibia. <coughs> And one of the unique experiences we had in our time was a rural homestay. Uh, It was kind of in the northwest part of the the country, and uh, there's different tribal groups in Namibia, and especially under the apartheid government, they set up reservations, kind of modeled after our reservations here in the United States. And the Herero people uh, were kind of, they uh, had actually asked the government for a specific reservation on their own. Uh, kind of like in Montana here, the Rocky Boys Reservation. The Chippewa were kind of wandering around for a long time and asked for a reservation for themselves instead of just being forced into one. Anyway, so uh, we, we had the privilege of living on the Omosheti Reservation uh, amongst the Herero tribe. <clears throat> a really wonderful people there, and uh, I, it was an experience that I think I'll never forget. Even though it could actually be quite boring at times. We can just sit around all day and just sit. We don't really talk or watch TV or anything. We just sat there, and uh, it's kind of wild. Uh, also, I had the privilege of being in there and uh, pondering all the poisonous snakes that were out in the desert around me. Uh, Southern Africa has like, our, our professor described it as, he's like, oh, basically it's the opposite of America. In America, you only have one or two poisonous snakes. Here, everyone is poisonous except for two. <laughs> Made us feel real good, you know, especially since they forgot the anti-venom. But. Anyway, um, as I was there pondering uh, how not to get bitten by one of these poisonous snakes, uh, we heard, learned about how they live their lives and uh, kind of all the aspects of their culture. <clears throat> now, um, Namibia is actually mostly Christian. At the time, it was over 90% Christian. Um, and uh, I, I'm not sure what the numbers are today. This was in 2006. But uh, church going was a big part of life for many of the folks there. And there were different settlements on the reservation. I was kind of in a more sparsely populated area. But many of my classmates and friends were just uh, a few miles up the road uh, where more houses were grouped closely together. And as such, they were able to do more community activities like having church. And they even had a pastor in that group of houses there who would lead them. I don't think he was full-time like me, but would just kind of get up and preach, much like Peter and Acts, you know. And uh, I was surprised to learn, though, uh, that they had church, because they had no buildings. There was no church building in that area. And so my friends were telling me how it was described to them that when they got there, over here, this tree is our church. What? 
Church is a tree? Well, yeah, it used to be that tree, but then we moved it. <laughs> oh, no capital campaign to build a new church building? You just, that's the old church, that tree. And this is the new church, this tree. Fascinating, right? <laughs> um, <clears throat> now, to describe the climate of Namibia, it is quite hot. It's actually the oldest desert in the world is the Namib Desert, uh, kind of on the western part of the country there. And uh, the rest of the country is uh, more or less similar and hot, uh, which means there's also not a lot of rain and definitely no snow. Um, so it's quite a bit different climate, and you don't have to worry about some of the weather concerns that we do here in you know, Montana and all that. And yet still it was fascinating to think about a tree as a church. A tree is a church building. All they needed to gather was a little bit of shade. Very different than uh, think about us who, uh, you know, more, you know, built our buildings and so on and so forth all across the country and uh, the church infrastructure that we are very proud of. For me, I love a good church building. I think my wife gets a little annoyed how much I'm like staring at church buildings as we travel <laughs> around the country or even abroad, right? I'm fascinated by architecture and design and sacred space and all that. And yet, there's something quite beautiful as well of just gathering under a tree and that being your sacred space. That's where your holy moments happen. That's where the gospel of Jesus Christ is preached under a tree. <clears throat> I, I say that to talk about uh, image of God's presence and the desire to build a temple to the Lord as we encounter in the life and witness of David. It's really quite fascinating, right? David is arguably the best and most famous king in the history of all of Israel. He was the second king after Saul's kind of failed leadership and was anointed to be basically the replacement king. God's favor was surely upon his rule as enemy after enemy was beaten, defeated, and the Israelites uh, were given victory under David's leadership. As such, uh, you earn great riches in terms of plunder and uh, taxation and all that stuff, right? King David did quite well for himself. And yet there's this recognition, right, that the Lord has delivered this great thing to me, this great rule, this great abundance. Shouldn't I, shouldn't I not deliver abundance to the Lord in return? How do I do that? Let's build a temple. Let's build a palace to God. That seems to make sense, right? And even we get this, um, you know, the prophet Nathan was kind of like his priest, right? And says, go and do all that you have in mind. And yet the Lord rebuked those plans. A word came to Nathan and said, you are not the one. It's not through your hand that I plan to build this temple. So God's presence contained in the Ark of the Covenant remained in a tent. So we have images of sacred space as a tree. 
as a church building, as a temple, and also as a tent. Personally, I love the image of God camping for <laughs> decades on end. I think it's pretty cool. But makes sense, right? That David, as he received the best from the Lord's hand, that he would want to offer the best in return. And yet, and yet, you hear from this word that came to Nathan that what he had in mind as best for the Lord was not what God had in mind. In a way, David's plan seemed like David was literally putting God in a box. Now, David thought, oh, I'm attributing all this glory and going to put in this great effort and all these money and resources and labor and all this stuff to honor the Lord who has honored me. And yet God had something different in mind. God was content to remain in that tent for many more years. And God would not be boxed in by David's will. It is as though God would, God's church would remain under a tree. Now, maybe it would move to another tree. Right? But what David had in mind as glorying and honoring God was very different than what the Lord desired. And I think there's a lesson that rings through the ages for that. God comes to us as God will, as God will choose. This Christmas Eve day, we celebrate that God eventually chose not to be boxed in by any building at all, but be, to don flesh and blood and to be that sacred presence walking among us. Emmanuel, God with us. God wanted to walk about face to face, to be seen, to be heard, to be felt. God still desires that. Sacred spaces are truly sacred, no matter our struggles to heat them or not. <laughs> Those tree churches in Namibia are sacred too. But holiest of all is the choice of God to descend and to dwell among us as Jesus of Nazareth. We celebrate that this Christmas, Christmas Eve day as much as any other. And we, may we rejoice in the incarnation of our Lord always. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.